Welcome again to our 260 Challenge. Today we're coming out of Revelation 17. And as I read this, I want you to, to kind of get the perspective of a runner. And uh, I ran track in high school. I wouldn't say that I was very good at it, but I ran. And anytime we would get close to the finish line, we would always lean forward with our head to try to cut just a milliseconds off. And, and it's interesting because if our heads cross first, then the whole body wins. If the head crosses, the other the other part wins too. But the Bible in Colossians one eighteen it says that Jesus is the head of the body, which is his church. And as God's children, we are the body of Christ. He's the head, and we are the body. That's why how we're connected to him. That's the New Testament image. As a runner wins the race with his head first, so is true of us spiritually. If the head crosses, the rest of the body wins. The book of Revelation reminds us that the head of the body is crossing the finish line. And because he wins, you and I win. Revelation 17 shows us the evil unleashed on the planet, that the great harlot, Babylon, and the beast. The unholy trinity seems to launch on all cylinders with one simple target in mind. And that's what? The saints of God. In fact, their hatred for the saints is so intense. John describes it in verse number six. Look, he says, and the woman drunken with uh, the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. She was absolutely just uh, consumed with, with destroying uh, the saints. One of those phrases that we, that we use also, also often as is, is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. We would say that about Jesus all the time. We use it constantly and we, we say that he is King of Kings and he is Lord of Lords. But we need to understand the context of where that actually comes from. Look here with me in verse number 14. It says, These shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them. For he is Lord of lords and King of kings. And they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. Very plainly it says, For he is. Look at that. Man, what, what absolute power there is in that verse to know that he is because the, uh, those words in, in, in that verse says that he will w uh, wage war against, the, they will raise war against the lamb and the lamb will overcome them. How? Because it's so simple. Because he is. He is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. That phrase which I heard in so many songs and sermons and testimonies is connected to the greatest victory in all human history. The lamb defeats hell forever because no king and no Lord is higher than him. But understand, without without us being connected to him, we have no chance. We have no hope. We have absolutely no way of crossing the finish line. It is so imperative that we understand what great terror will be poured out uh, upon the earth and what great um, absolute pandemonium will ensue. We don't have to worry about that. Why? Because with him are those that are called and chosen and faithful. That's us. And because he wins, I win. Because he wins, we all win. King of kings and Lord of lords means there is no authority higher than the Lamb. That is why every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. You can either confess now on your own or you'll be forced to confess on the day of judgment. I choose now. Friend, I hope today that you'll take time to understand that this phrase is used so often in churches, King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and let it resonate in you and let it be attached to this great battle 
that no one is higher, no one is more powerful than the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. So today, ponder on that, that him being King of kings and Lord of lords. I say hallelujah to his precious name. Friend, I hope today that you'll find time to bow your head and raise your hands and thank him for his awesome and wonderful and amazing grace that saved a wretch like me.